This is the show they don't want you listening to. The show with all your rights and zero handcuffs. So sit back and stand, grab that chopped cheese while you wait for that six buzz. Because let's face it, it ain't coming anytime soon. The Miranda Project with your host, Have you heard of Anchor? If you haven't, I'm here to help you. Anchor is the easiest way to make your own podcast. Let me explain. It's free, which is awesome. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and or computer. Man, you know, for us that are always on the go, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's great. It's everything you need to make a podcast, your podcast, in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to the show. They don't want you listening to. My name is Manny. Happy to have you with us today. We are going to go into one of the promised episodes, one of the teased episodes that we've been talking about since um, maybe four or five episodes ago. It was a a TMP short. We were talking about, uh, I believe it was immigration. No, 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 it wasn't immigration. What it was, it was Hispanic Heritage Month, and we kind of teased the American dream in there, and we were talking about an invited guest and what the American dream means to them as an immigrant, just like, you know, what the American dream means to me as being, you know, uh, a child of immigrants. You know, I was born and raised here uh, I, and I take full advantage. I, and I mentioned it before, you know, and, and some people might look at it and say, oh, you know, uh, uh, a uh, racial term or, or, or something that was used to, to hold us back. But I've picked myself up from my bootstraps and I thank God that I am where I am today. I might be a guy talking into a microphone right now, but I thank him for at least giving me the ability to speak to you in this microphone, through this microphone and be able to do all the other things that I do, you know, thanks, all thanks to God himself. But enough about me. I would love to introduce, introduce, excuse me, our invited guest, my man, my, my, my pseudo producer. Uh, we are happy to have you here on, on the project. Please introduce yourself to, to our faithful listeners. Hi guys. My name is Asafo or El Safo to my Spanish friends or Diet Snapple IST as my rap name. So whichever you want to refer to me. Wait, hold up. Did you say diet Snapple iced tea? Yes, you know, we're trying to fight diabetes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so we have Osafo with us, uh, diet Snapple iced tea, as he likes to be called. I think that will uh, 
uh, work better in in the uh, in the radio waves or in the podcast waves. Uh, and you know, we, we're happy to have you here on the project. You know, uh, we've been talking a lot about. Uh, the American dream. We've been talking a lot about you know, what's going on now. We've been, you know, dissecting different things, you know, speaking about that $3.5 trillion bill. We've been talking about, um, you know, Afghanistan. We've been talking about uh, immigration. We've been talking about a lot of things that affect us directly. We might not think it affects us directly, but it does. What do you think about that? Well, as a native New Yorker and somebody that pays his taxes on time every year, I really don't like anything that's going on in this country. Like that $3.5 trillion issue is going to hit people like me who just, you know, want to get a piece of this American dream, but it's harder and harder for me to get it. Right. And I mean, and that's what we want to be able to 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 express to everybody, you know, I, and and one of the, the the things that we talk about here on the project and, and we want to make it a tagline for everybody and for everyone to understand that that we'll be able to listen to on wherever they listen to their podcasts is that we're not trying to change your politics. That's not the aim of the show. The show is basically trying to discuss politics and how they affect you. And what do you think about that? You know me, I, lo I love politics. Like elections is like my Super Bowl. So it's like, I don't just want people to be more educated on politics. I need people to be more educated on policies, especially in like, let's say the Bronx, people just say, I'm going to vote for Democrat because that's what we've always done. What about their policies? How does that affect you? People don't think that they just think, I've always voted for Democrat. My family's always voted for Democrat. Let's vote for Democrat or even Republican in that matter. Right, right, right. And, and you know what? I, I totally agree with you. It makes me think of this analogy uh, that we, you know, I, I heard in school one time. And it's this analogy where um, this mother is teaching her daughter how to cook spaghetti. And as she's teaching her how to cook spaghetti, she takes the spaghetti out. The water's boiling. She takes the spaghetti out. She breaks it in half and she throws it in the water. Daughter asks mom, mom, why are you breaking the spaghetti? She says, oh, I don't know. Um, your grandmother's always do done it that way. Go to your grandmother and ask her. So daughter goes to grandmother and asks her, grandmother, why is it that you break the spaghetti in half and put it in boiling water? Grandmother says, oh, I don't know. You got to ask your great, great grandmother because she always done it. And um, no, sorry, great grandmother. She's always done it. And, you know, I, I learned it from her. So daughter goes to great grandmother and she asks her the same question. And great grandmother says, no, uh, you're lucky that you still have your great, great grandmother. Go ask her because I learned it from her. So when she finally goes to gr her great, great grandmother, her great, great grandmother tells her, Oh, the reason why we broke it in half is because there wasn't enough food for everyone. So breaking it in half made more noodles for everyone. From somebody who grew up on noodles, that makes sense. Right. You know, and, and we all have been there, right? We've all been in, in a situation where, you know, we've had to extend food. We've had to make more because we've got enough mouth or we don't have enough food to feed all the mouths in the house, right? Of course. 
So it makes sense. But if you take that analogy and you put it into what we're discussing or we're trying to discuss here on the project, you know, it makes a different kind of sense because if you're constantly just voting for someone because they have a D in front of their name or because they have an R in front of their name, how does that help you? How does that help you? Like how, how can you say that I just voted for the person that is going to be helping me improve the quality of my life or improve the quality of life of my children or of my parents if you take care of your parents like what do you think about that i think we all need to make our own personal choices to be honest like being a democrat or republican does not make sense in 2021 because everybody's experiencing different things amen Amen. And I, and I totally agree with you. I mean, that's that's what the premise, the purpose of the of the Miranda project is. We gave it to you in a nutshell. I, I know we've waited for this amount of time. We've kind of hinted or talked about it and we've put it in, 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 you know, the spaces that we are in, you know, whether it's online or, or social media, just letting you know that this is what we want to do. But now with that being said and, and being able to introduce that and, and, and talking to that, we want to be able to talk about why we really invited, you know, um, what was what was the name again? Diet Snapple Iced Tea. Diet, why we invited Diet Snapple Iced Tea to the show. So we really want to be able to get to that. And it's talking about the American dream. Are we fully living the American dream? Are we fully taking advantage of the American dream? Or are we letting the American dream fly by? So we posed a question in the last segment about the American dream. Are we living the american dream are we letting it pass us by what are we doing with it now with that being said you know or trying to answer the question really i want to pose a question to um our our brother osafo here the question that i want to pose to him is where are you from were you born and raised here and if so you know give us a little bit of a background I am a proud Ghanaian, born and semi-raised in Ghana, immigrated to the United States in 2002. I'm almost 20 years in, so thank God for that. And But one thing I want to say is I was born in Ghana, but I came of age in the United States. Okay. What do you mean by you came of age in the United States? I grew up here. Like a lot of my tendencies are American tendencies. Okay. But I still have that cultural background because I have African parents. I still uh, speak the language. I still, you know, have that belief system and I still have that support system. Okay. All right. And and I get what you mean by that. Um, Being, you know, um, from where my parents are, I still have the, 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 those tendencies. And I I do speak the language, obviously, you know, Spanish and, um, you know, when I, especially when I, when I deal with them. Uh, But what, you know, 
I, I want to get to something that is really bothering me. And I wanted to speak to someone that, you know, is from the outside. Like you said, you, you immigrated here. You were, uh, how old were you when you came here? You said eight years old, you were eight years old. All right. So when you came here eight years old and, you know, with everything that's been going on now for the past few months from the summer, from, you know, the riots and all this other stuff. And, and this, uh, you know, thing where they say that the system is made up to put the black man down or the Hispanic man down, or, uh, uh, you know, there's this social injustice going on or racial injustice and, and all these things that are going on, you know, I want to be able to pose a question to you as being someone that came here at the age of eight um, and have worked to be where you are today, do you feel that there's some kind of force holding you back to do what you want to do in life? Not in the slightest bit. Not I always tell people, I love the United States. I don't like certain things that people in power in the United States do. I don't like some of the policies, but I'm an American citizen. I'm not supposed to like everything. But as a country, as a whole, America gives you the opportunity to be. And that's very important because in other countries, you don't get the opportunity to be. Mm, that's interesting you say that because a lot of people always like, oh, you know, this better countries other outside of the United States. Right? The United States is so it's a racist country. You know, uh, you're not going to succeed. You're, 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 you're black. You're, you're Hispanic. You're, you're this, you're, you're that. But again, how does that fit into the whole American dream? Because, you know, they tell you that you can't achieve it because you are this certain skin tone or nationality or, or group that they want to put you in. And you, are you know you you have to say to yourself how do i make it how how is it that that i'm supposed to be able to make it if they're telling me that i can't now with that thought in 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 your mind i i have another question um the african people and again i don't want to just say ganyan right am i saying it correctly you know you're saying it to the best of your ability the best <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So I don't want to just say, you know, you're from your country, but there's Africa as a whole, because there are so many countries in Africa. They come here to the United States. They immigrate here to the United States, and they are one of the most successful group of people that have immigrated into the United States. Why is that? Why are they so successful? They're right there behind the Chinese. Why is it that they are successful while there are people here in the United States that are crying social injustice, systemic racism? Because I'm going to speak for Ghana and my experiences in Ghana. In Ghana, you know, when I was coming of age, school wasn't free. Like you literally had to pay school fees in order to go to school. So when people immigrate to this country and they see something as trivial to most Americans as school being free, we take advantage of that. Wow. Okay. I mean, 
It's true. I've I've gotten stories from from you know my parents, and my parents have told me, "You guys are lucky. You get free school. Take advantage of it because we had to buy uniforms, books, and and and, and go and pay for for the schooling and 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 all of that. And you guys basically just get to go in for free. I mean, it is trivial. It, it, it's as trivial as taking a breath, right? Taking a, a a breath. Sometimes we 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 don't realize that. We do it unconsciously or how important it is to take that breath that sometimes we feel like, oh, my God, we, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. But we do it, you know, unconsciously. And sometimes we are like, oh, it's so trivial. Yeah, it's no big deal. Uh, yeah. You know, I breathe. Yeah, it, it, it's no big deal. I'm supposed to. That's the way I was made. And one thing that I want to say is like, this is a story I heard from my parents growing up because for us, like my siblings and I, even though, you know, they had to pay for school and things like that, we had it easy compared to them. You have to look at it like from my parents' point of view, like they had to wake up at the crack of dawn, go to a well, get water heat it up in order to bathe and then go to school and they had to make it to school on time or you're going to get beat and sent back home ouch beat yes but me going to school in america and this is not to disrespect anyone but i saw a lot of people who go to school whenever they feel like it you're cutting school and not paying attention in class and being disruptive and now that i'm older i think to myself wow like there are people in other countries that would kill for an opportunity like this just to learn Mm. wow now and 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 you you know why you're you're absolutely 100 percent right on that i mean and i i believe we've spoken about it on the project on how people sacrifice life and limb to come to this country just to be able to offer that to their children to be able to have their children get a free education uh you know free meals in 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 school even hot water something as trivial as hot water where you just turn the faucet and you're getting hot water and you're like oh yeah it's there and if you don't have it, then you're getting upset and you're calling the the landlord or you're calling the super or you're calling someone because there's no hot water now it's crazy that you mentioned the fact about the hot water and having to go to a well and and having to go and and heat it up so that you will be able to bathe and be able to go to school clean again something trivial that some of us a lot of us take advantage because we wake up and the hot water is there now we wake up and the education is there but we don't take advantage of it are we taking advantage of the American dream? I mean, the American dream is for us to get educated enough so that we can go ahead and do something with ourselves, become something, but we're not taking advantage of that. We're cutting class. We're doing other things. Now, something that you mentioned before um, during uh, our prep time was that you you are given goals. Um, tell, tell, us, tell our listeners a little bit about the, those goals. See, we're raised, well, I'm raised, I can't speak for anyone else, it's like education, you put yourself in a great financial situation after, you know, you're educated, that means you get a good job for a few years, and then, you know, it goes to 
marriage, children, and then you relax. Okay. In your 20s, you're expected to work as hard as possible, right? You're supposed to do everything you can in order to put yourself in a great financial, emotional, and spiritual place for when you're older. Mm. Right, right. So you were mentioning in, in, in prep, you were mentioning the fact that you, you, when it comes to that, when working hard, if, you, if you're 20 years old, able, willing, and, you know, I mean, we all remember what it feels like to be 20 years old, right? You know, you, you could, you could move the, 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 you could move the earth, you know, in your mind, you thought you were invincible. You know, a lot of us stayed up, you know, broke night, you know, now you you were talking about the fact that you work hard. If you could do a 16 hour shift, do the 16 hour shift, put yourself in a position that you are putting or you're banking or you're, you're getting yourself ready financially for when you're 60 and an eight hour shift hurts. So I explain that, you know, in, in how, you know, that fits into the goals that you have set for yourself. For me personally, I don't plan on retiring at 65 because, let's be honest, Social Security is not going to take care of me. All right. I love this country, but it is what it is. Social Security is not going to take care of you at 65. So in my 20s now, my goal is to work. Work, put myself and my family in the right position because... I have parents that were very well off and then they decided to come here for their kids to chase this American dream that we're talking about. Mm. This American dream that's put, you know, three kids in great positions for their future and the future of their grandchildren. All right. And that's what coming to America means for an immigrant. Mm. Right. Now, would you say that it's worth sacrificing life and limb for that American dream? Of course. So if your parents would have done it, because I know that they, you, per our conversations, they didn't go through what some people go through to get here. But if they had, would you have cherished that? dream that that american dream the position that you're in right now financially or, or um you know emotionally spiritually you your siblings would you appreciate it that much more yes i would because they did not have to come here they did not need to come here they came here when they were older right but they came here for their children mm. and that's what a lot of immigrants do they come here for their children, right? They come here and sh struggle and work jobs that are basically beneath them for their children to get the American dream, that dream of being anything that they can. Because in certain countries, you can't do that. You can't be a doctor. In certain countries, like let's say women can't, go to school, mm -hmm. but you come to America, you're given the opportunity to do that. And that's what the American dream is having the opportunity to achieve a goal. Mm. And, and you're absolutely a hundred percent 
true. I was having a conversation with someone earlier today and, and they asked me the same question. What does it mean to me to be an American? You know, being a child of immigrants and having them tell me stories of how, you know, certain things aren't allowed in those in you know, in their country versus what's allowed in my country. And it makes a complete you know, it's like a complete 360. So, you you know, you can go and, and, and stick on all the ills or the, the bad things of the country and say all the bad, you know, bring to the forefront, uh, you know, how bad the country is and, and, and everything. But people still sacrifice life and limb to be able to come here to try to get a piece of that American dream. Just a, just a smidgen to be able to smell a little bit of it. People sacrifice life and limb, but yet, why is it that the ones that are here got their feet kicked up in the air? Why is that? Do, do you think, do you know, do you have an answer? Do, do you, I mean, a, an opinion on that? Complacency. You think it's complacency? Yes, I do. Okay. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that. But before we, we transition over, because we were talking about the American dream and the fact that people come here, sacrifice what they sacrifice to come here, then you have people that come here looking to achieve that American dream, but yet they were something better, bigger in their native country. They come here and they don't or they can't achieve the same thing is the american dream for them is it something that was worth coming to get for their children or for them if let's say for instance they were some top engineer or something like that in their country um i think we were talking about something like that in in prep yes yes like i have a friend who told me that her family were doctors in another country and then they came here and they're doing manual jobs like jobs that is basically beneath them but as a result of that their children were given the opportunity and the ability to be something that's 10 20 times more than their family their parents could ever do see that sacrifice that their that her parents made in order to put her in a better financial situation is the definition of American dream, mm. right? They could have stayed in the country they were in, which I'm not going to disclose, but they chose to leave it knowing that, that their child would not be given the same opportunities. They wanted their child to have an opportunity. And that's what most immigrants come to this country for. A lot of immigrants don't come to this country for themselves. They come to this country for family. Mm. to give their family the opportunity and the ability. How many stories have you heard of immigrants working 80 hours a week just to send money back home? Yeah. All right. So this country gives you the opportunity to do that. There are a lot of people that work night and day just to afford to bring their family over to America because they know in America you have the ability to do whatever you can, whatever you put your mind to. And that's what the American dream is. The American dream is not being given something. No, the American dream is having the ability to achieve something. Hmm. I, I, you know, you are 
spot on. And it reminds me of something. And I'm probably going to age myself with this. Um, there was a show on Fox many years ago um, called In Living Color. And this show, there used to be a segment where I think it was two, they were making fun, uh, quote unquote, of two Jamaicans or just Jamaicans in, in, in general. And again, it's not derogatory. Please understand that, you know, we, I'm just remembering the show. I'm not speaking ill of anybody or any nationality. But in the show, they made fun of the fact that Jamaicans usually held five jobs six jobs, seven jobs. But this was the huge influx of the Jamaican population at the time when Jamaica w was immigrating heavily into the United States. And they were making fun of the fact that these people were coming here and they were working odd jobs to be able to achieve that dream. Now, I don't know about any of you that might be listening. And I don't know about you. Uh, um, what was the name again? Diet Snapple Ice Tea. I, I I love that. I love that. Diet Snapple Ice Tea. But if you go to certain Jamaican neighborhoods within the city of New York, you see the fruits of their labor. You see the fruits of what they achieve by working those five jobs, working those seven jobs. Their kids are well off. They got a house. They got a business. Go, go, go to Flushing, not Flushing, excuse me, go to Fulton Avenue in Brooklyn. Go down there. Check it out. I guarantee you the guy that owns the shop on Fulton Avenue has a house and another business. And his kid is well off. And his kid better work his butt off because dad ain't having it. And do, do you think am I, I'm right with that? You're 100% right. And, and, and that's the difference between someone that comes in and is working their butt off to be able to achieve that American dream versus someone who expects to have it handed to them. So in the previous segment, we were talking about the hard worker, the, the, the people that had five jobs and, and, and they hold hell no punches. It, it was, I'm coming here. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to have the American dream at no, at, at whatever cost rather, because I want to make sure that I'm going to pass it down to my child and he can pass it or she can pass it on to their child. That that's bottom line. That's it. But then we were talking about the fact that you have people that have their feet up in the air, you know, and they're expecting that freebie. They, they want that freebie. Listen, we all love free things. We all love it. Right. Am I wrong? Look, man, I have every subscription service and I don't pay for any of them. I love free stuff. Who doesn't free? Who doesn't love free stuff? We all love free stuff. But is free a good way to live meaning is getting a freebie a way of life like what do you mean by that no i mean that's a good question what i'm i'm gonna and i'm gonna ask osafo here is having a freebie or getting a freebie a way of life it depends on what's behind it okay all right 
give me an example of something you could get for free. All right. So um, I'm going to give you $350 worth of food stamps every month. No. Okay. Why do you say no? Because I spend more than that a month on food. Okay. All right. So $350 is not enough. You need to have more. I need to have more. Okay. All right. Why would you need to have more? Because I'm hungry, Manny. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that. Yes, absolutely. No, no, we, we, we get that. But now let me pose this question. If I pay for your rent every month for free, is that a way of life? No. Okay. Why not? Because then I'm stuck there. I can never leave. Ah. So do you think that that, that creates some kind of a dependency? A and with that dependency, do you think that's good? No, it is not. Okay, so we we have generations of people that are living in this state of dependency, and we're going to talk about who they're depending on. But is is this complacency of this way of life? Is it something that we can literally look at and say, "Oh, I love it. This is my life. I'm going to pass it down because my son, my daughter, my my child, you know, will be respectful to to everything, um, you know, everyone." Um it, it is is someone that I want to pass this down to. I want them to be able to live the same lifestyle that I'm living. Because we, we just spoke about the fact that people come here, they bust their hump, they, 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 they sacrifice life and limb to be able to provide that lifestyle, that, that the good lifestyle for their child. But now you have people here that are living on dependent living or a freebie or a handout and they're saying i want to be able to give that to my child what do you think about that is is there a contrast is there a a, a good and a, and a bad when it comes to that have you ever played the game rat race no no please explain well the game rat race i'm not gonna go into detail i'm just gonna give you a synopsis you are stuck in the same predicament you're never able to get out of the rat race, mm. right? And that is what passing out that trauma, and I'm going to call it trauma to your kids, all right? You want your kids to be in the same financial situation as you. You don't want them to improve. You want them to rely on assistance instead of them to be, instead of them to be flourished. Mm. with wealth right and, and, and it, it's it's amazing that you would say that and i and i've never played the game but you know i can just picture the fact just just the rat race the the just getting stuck somewhere and 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 oh i'm i'm gonna pass this down uh it it, it it's scary it's a scary proposition like i i want nothing but the best for my children and i don't want to be able to pass down my hardships to them you know, uh, we, 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 we battle, we go to work, we do what we have to do. We deal with what we deal with so that our children 
don't have to deal with it. No, again, we don't want to shelter them and put them in a bubble because we know that once they hit the real world, they have to deal with things, right? But we want to be able to teach them that things can be better for them if they apply themselves, if they break the chain of dependency, right? Of course. But again, now, please understand here on the project, we do not dispel or talk negatively about anyone. If you are on assistance by any means or for any reason, then we understand that and we understand that it's necessary to have that in place. That's why it was put there. But, and it's not an issue, but it's more of a why is it that it becomes generational? I know people that have passed down assistance to their children. Meaning, I'll give you an example. Safo, you, you can testify to it or you can, you can agree with me or whatnot. I know people that have a building in New York City housing. Grandmother passed away. The daughter has it. Daughter passes away. She passes it on to the child. And so on and so forth. This apartment has been in the family for four generations. Why is that? When there's someone else that can possibly use that apartment because they are in a position that they need that assistance. But no, we need to hold on to that freebie. We need to hold on to that dependency. So we pass it down. Generation, excuse me. Please help me with that. <laughs> Generational? Yes. I, I got tongue tied for a second. And we're not going to edit it. But. This is what happens. And please let me know if, if you know of anyone it, it, or if you've heard of this. I grew up in the South Bronx, man. You know, I know, <laughs> you know, I know. Right. But don't get me wrong. I love public assistance. Right. I love pub I love the idea of public assistance. What I don't love are people that abuse public assistance mm. because you are taking it away from the families that actually need it. An example, this past year, pandemic, 2020, COVID, it broke my heart to see families losing their jobs. Wow, some teenager who could have worked don't get me wrong, the pandemic was scary and everything, but I was at work every day, masked up in public transit. I went to work because that is what was required of me. But let's get back to the point. Some teenager or some young adult who could have worked. I get it. You don't want to put your life, yourself in danger. Fine. But you could have worked. But they were like, no, why would I want to work when I could just stay home and collect this 900 a hmm. week? Yep. And, you know, it's crazy you mentioned it because I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I, I had to go to work and I was masked up and I did what I had to do. 
you know i didn't hold any 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 uh qualms or 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 worries i mean of course i was scared of course you know it, we didn't understand the virus we didn't know when when it hit and and everybody was you know um obviously frightened for their lives it got to the point where i would come home and i would take off my clothes in front of at the door because i didn't want to bring anything home you know and that's where we were at the beginning of the pandemic but why has it been now over 18 months and we're still acting like if it was February 2020? Because people got comfortable and that is my issue with it. I don't mind the family that actually needs it. Let's say the mother of four or the family that le legitimately lost their job and they needed this assistance. But if you did not need it and you just decided I didn't want to go to work because the government or my state is going to take care of me and get me this $900 a month. Let me stay home. During the pandemic, I went for a run with one of my very good friends. Right. You know, we needed to get out of the house, social distancing, of course, because in the project, we social distance. Right. Okay. And we have this on video at a local park near us. There were it was filled with liquor bottles, just people who spend that a whole night partying. You guys could party with all this money you're getting from assistance, but you can't go to a job. The pandemic didn't mean nothing to you when you were partying, but when it's time to go to work, oh, it's a pandemic. I can't, I can't, I have to social distance, right? That is my issue with public assistance. I love the idea of public assistance. I just need it to be more regulated more. The families that actually need it should get it. Those that do not need public assistance should not get public assistance. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I mean, it's at a point where you the, this dependency to it has grown exponentially. And by that, I mean, just huge growth in 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 public assistance and the need for it and the want for it. And, and I, I believe you guys um, had shared that or you had shared the video with me. Um, and yeah, I mean you know i guess you know i don't i don't keep up with the prices of alcohol i don't drink but i can imagine that a bottle of vodka or tequila isn't isn't cheap and i can imagine that during the pandemic where liquor stores were somehow you know remained open as essential businesses uh you know they were charging you know an arm and a leg for their products so you know uh i can imagine how much money was spent from that extra you know dollars and cents that were given to these people you know on purchasing the these these you know of these drinks or these these bottles of alcohol so it's it's crazy that you would even mention that because it's it's that complacency that comfort that dependency that Hey man, I'm getting nine hundred dollars. Um, you know, plus I'm probably getting another three fifty or four fifty, five fifty, and and food stamps. Again, nothing against the public's, uh, um, you know, uh, the public assistance. It's needed. You you got it. It's needed. Get it. Use it. Get yourself up your feet, and then move on. And what's it called? Let someone else that needs it utilize it. 
you know, and that's, I think the biggest message that we hear on the project. Now we understand that people are going to look at it or hear this and say, Oh, you guys are, are, are being judgmental and, and, and that's horrible. How can you say these things? And, and, and people really need uh, uh, assistance and, and the pandemic, how can you talk about the pandemic and everything that was going on? And listen, we understand and we're, we get it, but enough is enough. 18 months later, where now we understand the virus and now we're taking the precautions and and now we're still social distancing and people are wearing their masks and and, and all this other stuff. But yet, until our point, we're still acting like it's February 2020. And then President Trump is telling us in our national broadcast that COVID is here in the united states we're still acting like that's that that is going on right now why we're still acting that way brother osafo said it it's complacency it's comfortability i'm comfortable the government is taking care of me so i'm good i'm good you know it's crazy and 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 i want to bring up this point because um i'm really proud of this kid you know um my 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 son is 16 years old and he's got himself a job he works at McDonald's he goes to school the kid doesn't need to work at McDonald's he's well taken care of here my wife and i take care of the family we we handle everything that needs to be handled he doesn't need to work but man that kid goes to work and he enjoys his work and he's and, and I mean, he's doing his thing. His managers love him. They're constantly asking, you know, for, for, for favors. They, they, I mean, it got to a point where they don't want to rub us the wrong way by us. I mean, his parents. And sometimes they let him go a little bit early because they understand that he's a student and he needs to make sure that he gets enough rest and he takes care of his, his schooling. So they don't want to burn him out. They don't want us to be upset with them. So they say, okay, I'm not going to mention his name. Go home. I don't want your mother upset at me because we're keeping you extra hours. Like, what do you think about that? I love that. I love that so much, right? Because he's getting work experience and he's learning work ethic. And that's what, a lot of people come into this country for right they use that work ethic and experience and they take it back home to help their country to help their people to help their family right and your son like you said he did not he does not need to but he is and and the craziest thing about it and and we were talking about this um during prep was the fact that he works at mcdonald's you know how many people look down on working at McDonald's? Oh man, McDonald's? You work at McDonald's? Come on, man. You can do better than McDonald's. It's, isn't it crazy how people look down on that restaurant chain? But I can guarantee you a lot of people started their work career or their working at McDonald's. Of course, McDonald's gives a lot of people the opportunity. Right. And that's one of the things I love about McDonald's, apart from their Big Mac and their fries. 
<laughs> cheap advertisement. Yeah, look, McDonald's, we, we, we take advertisement, just saying. <laughs> All right. That's one of the things I love. Right. McDonald's will hire teenagers, get them into the workforce. Right. A lot of people don't stay at McDonald's for their entire career, but the work ethic you learn from McDonald's, you could take for your entire career. And that's the beauty about it. Yeah. McDonald's hit us up. Uh, the Miranda Project. Uh, no, no. Um, hashtag. No, no, no. Yeah, McDonald's. We take advertising. Yeah. Hashtag. We take advertisement. <laughs> but no, on a serious note, it's it's just impressive to see that. And and, you know, we we need to do a better job with our children to be able to to give them that that work ethic. We we bust our humps and we need for them to realize that we do. Uh, uh, but they also need to realize why we do it, because just to sit down on the couch and you're tired or or sit down at the table and, and, and grab the big piece of chicken because you're the breadwinner and not tell them or show them or have them experience it themselves so that they understand why it's important that you go to work, why it's important that you don't get that dependency. And we're going to talk about that shortly, but why it's important to be able to work, get that, that, that what's the quote? What was it that you mentioned before that, that I'm sorry, work ethic. Yes. That work ethic, because you might be flipping burgers tomorrow or today. Yeah, of course. You might be you might be sitting at that fry station making sure that Brother Osafo over here gets his Big Mac and his fries with his medium Coke. Well, no, no, no. Diet Snapple iced tea. Oh, excuse me. Diet Snapple iced tea, right? But you, that's what you're doing right now. And you might move on. And before you know it, you could be running a major distribution chain for whatever company, but you got that work ethic from McDonald's when you were 16 years old because you sat there and you made sure that you were the best fry guy in the store and you took that to that company and you wowed them in that interview and you're wowing them because you're running their business, their supply chain, their stuff. Like you're running that fry station because that's where you learned it. And that brings us to the American dream. The opportunity to, to do. The opportunity to be. Today, you might be a fry cook. But tomorrow, you might be a CEO. Why? Because you came to this country and you were given the opportunity all right. Some countries, I'm not going to name which countries, you don't have that opportunity. But in the United States of America, our founding fathers put it in the Constitution and gave us the opportunity. I, I, and, and it's 100 percent accurate. You have the opportunity to be whatever you want. Stop listening to these people that tell you that there's some invisible force or the invisible person or people, a group of people, a grouping of people or whatever that are holding you back and you can't be what you want to be. Listen, this kid, 16, busting his hump, listening to no one besides his parents, of course, but doing what he needs to do to make sure that when he's 36, he's got a work ethic and he knows that he learned it from one place and he started his career as a fry guy, but 
at 36, he could be that CEO. You know, I think another thing that happens, Osafa, and correct me if I'm wrong, we fall in love with stories like um, Mark Zuckerberg. We fall in love with stories like the guy from Napster. We fall in love with stories of rags to riches where the guy develops some software. He develops something that we need and we utilize today. I'm thinking of, of um, you know, the guy from Apple. I forgot his name. Um, Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yes. Thank you. We, we, we fall in love with these stories. But we don't realize that these men, these women, worked their butt off to achieve something as simple as trivial as an iPhone, where we look at it and we're like, oh, yeah, my iPhone, my iPhone, I, I got to get the 13. I, 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 have, I have the 11. I got to get the 13. But somebody busted their hump to be able to achieve that, to be able to put that in your hand. And now to you it's trivial, but to them it wasn't. And please correct me if I'm wrong. What do you think? I mean, are, do we, as Americans, do we fall in love with these type of stories? Of course. People see the success, but they don't see the battle. Amen. All right. They don't see Mug Zuckerberg putting in 20-hour days just to develop his first program. You just see, oh, my God. Yeah. You see Facebook. Uh, yeah, you see Facebook. Yeah. Like you see, oh, I could go on Facebook. He's a multi-billionaire. He's one of the richest people in the world. Right. You weren't there when he was in a college dorm. Yep. You weren't there when he was eating cup of noodles. I'm only saying that because of the stereotype that college students are broke and we eat cup of noodles. Right. But hey, you, hey, hey, wait. I ate a lot of cup of noodles in college. Okay. Welcome to the broke life. <laughs> All right. We weren't there. But now we see that he's this rich guy and, you know, you fall in love with, you don't even fall in love with him. You fall in love with who he's perceived as. Right. Oh, by the way, a couple of news, we take advertisement too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Advertisement for any and everything. <laughs> but no, it's 100% true. You're 100% right. We fall in love with that. And, and it's sad because we can become anything if we apply ourselves and we work hard but sometimes we just want it handed to me you you to, to you rather i'm sorry because you think about it and you're like yeah i need it it's for me i have to have it somebody needs to give it to me you know you need to go you, you need to go find a job no 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 i'm gonna say and the job is they're gonna knock on my door and they're gonna offer me the job or I'm going to put it out on many of the job sites. We're not going to mention any names because, you know, we don't want to give any more free advertisement to any companies. But you put it on a job site and you expect them to call you back. Yeah, of course, that's what the jobs, th those things are for. But are you really doing your due diligence to be able to land that job? Or are you expecting for some company just to say, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you the job because, you know, I like you and I saw your resume and that was that, you know, uh, is, is that what we're expecting? I'm going to speak for myself. Me personally, I am allergic to handouts. Like when I get a, like a handout, it's just I can't sleep at night at all. Right. I have to feel that I earned it. 
All right. And that's through any and every aspect of my life. Like, I, I don't do handouts. Mm. Right. Even at work. Like, I, I go to work and I am mentally drained because, you know, I deal with people for a living. Right. Right. But I go back the next day. Don't, right. we, we have to, right? We have to go back the next day. I go back the next day with a frown on my face some days, with a smile on my face some days, tired, did not sleep, but I go back the next day because I'm not taking a handout mm. at all. Right, right. So, you know, with that being said, we want to be able to just put this out there for you to, you know, realize the differences between what we spoke to in these two segments. You know, you have the people that are out there giving it their all, sacrificing everything. And then you have those that we hope after listening to this podcast or any of the other messages that you might get on this particular subject, that you realize that nothing is handed to you. Nothing is given to you. There's nothing holding you back. Do what you have to do. Get out there and make it happen. You can probably be the next Zuckerberg. You can probably be the next Jobs. Stop listening to the people that are telling you that someone is holding you down. Because we're going to tell you why they're telling you that. So you're probably wondering why it is that we've been talking about all of this stuff, giving you the contrast, uh, you know, people hardworking, the people that come here, achieve that American dream, try to get the American dream, even those that have come here and have given up a high ranking or good positions or, or, or great jobs at, at their uh, or in their countries to come here to achieve the American dream so that their children could have that. And you're saying to yourself, oh, all of this stuff that you guys spoke about, but what does that translate to? What, what does that mean to me since we are talking of, of a political show? You're talking politically. What, what, how does that affect me? How does that, what, what is that, how does that translate? Because you're talking about, man, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't do uh, uh, public assistance. I shouldn't do. No, we, we want to talk about the dependency, why it's wrong um, or not wrong, but why it is that they want you to be dependent. Who wants you to be dependent is the question. Osafa, do you know who wants us to be or, or they ask you or they want you to be dependent and they tell you that you're going to be held down? Do you, do you have an idea? Dependency is a choice. Okay. All right. You choose to be dependent. See, the system is built in a way to give people this thing like public assistance and things like that this to give people they don't just want to give it to you the system does not care about you as an inv individual they care about the population you choose to be dependent all right you choose to rely on public assistance public assistance is there for everyone who needs it and the key word is need not choose but need all right here we're talking about people that need public assistance we if you need it go get it but don't choose to just live on public assistance because you're taking it from the people that need it mm. all right 
and, and I'm I'm a hundred percent spot on with you because it's it's a hundred percent true, and this is what we're trying to convey to people. Again, nothing wrong with it, but pass it on to those who really do need it. Don't have it where it's a generational thing that has kept your family alive for generations, or you know, is is that something that you we we're we're proud of? Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little confused when it comes to that. But you know, with that you know put out there, with that being said, who wants us dependent? Why do they want us to be dependent? Who is it that gets or benefits? from us being dependent on them. That's what I want to know. Do you have an idea? Yes, I do. But I just want to say in full disclosure, I love the government, but the government needs you to be dependent. All right. And that's how the system is built. Like if you are dependent on them, you don't question anything they do because you need them. It's like when a child needs their mother or father, they're dependent on their parent. Right. That's what we are. We are children to them, children who depend on them. And when you depend on somebody, you don't question them when they're putting you $3.5 trillion in debt. And I say you because we as Americans are going to be paying for that for generations to come. That's just the cold, hard truth. And you know what? It's crazy that you mentioned that because that is basically what we're trying to convey here the dependency that they want us to have on them that the, the government wants us to be dependent on them that's what this is all about they don't want you to get up off your butt and do what you need to do because they want you to say no 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 uh, uh, um the, the government is gonna take care of me no I, I got my check coming on the first and the 15th of every month they're gonna take care of me i'm gonna be able to go to the supermarket and buy the groceries that i need because they're giving it to me no one else i don't need to go out there and do it for me they're gonna do it for me that's where this is wrong they want to take your freedom away from you bottom line there's no ends if or buts about it this is about your freedom and if i have control over you because you need me then you have no freedom osafo please take it from there okay i get to end this you know my first time being a guest here not my last so get used to this i get to end this by saying Get off your butt. Stop being lazy. You're given the opportunity, the chance, the choice to do, to be. So go and be. Be whoever you know you could be. Don't rely on people. Don't rely on systems. Don't rely on anything but yourself. Hard work and ethics will take you very, very far in life. Go to school. Try to pay attention in class, even though education system is another episode that we're going to touch on. Try to pay attention to class. You don't have to be the best student on 
earth, but you just have to be a student. You just have to get yourself out of this rat race. We mentioned that previously. Get out of the rat race. You are in America. You can, you should just be. And and with that being said, um, I, I just want to thank you all. Um, and not, not thank you all. I want to thank Osafo for being with us first. Um, you know, uh, we'll do our, uh, of, of course, our customary goodbye to our, our, our listeners, but I definitely want to thank Osafo for being with us, um, and, and, and sharing his experience and, and, and also letting us know that you, you can be whatever it is you want. Stop letting someone telling you or tell you that you can't. Do what you gotta do. Go out there and make it happen. Make it happen. Whether it is going through our education system, as broken as it is, and as uh, that we will address in a future episode, still take full advantage because that's free. And with that free that you get, you can do but so much. No, 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 no. Let me change that. You can do so much. So once again, I want to thank you all for being with us here on the project. Look for us on our social, on our social media sites. Look for us on the Miranda project, the Miranda project, P R O J C T.com. Thank you. Once again, remember if you're not much into politics, just remember politics is into you. God bless you.